Hey, shalom everyone. This is Amir Tzalfati. I've got some very breaking news. Um, but before I do that, I would like to know if you can hear me. Um, let me uh, just make sure that uh, you can hear me. Let me see that the audio is working. Can you tell me if you can hear me? Because last time I gave a whole um, update without anyone being able to hear me. So um, I hope you guys, yep, you can hear me. Perfect. So again, shalom, everyone. This is Amir Tzalfati. I'm live from Galilee, Israel. Tomorrow evening, I'm leaving Israel on my way to South Africa. I'm super excited. I've got so many new messages. We've got venues that are packed and very, very exciting things. Um, now, um, I've got some very, very big news for all of you. And so uh, pay attention. But before I say that, let me tell you, I'm touching things that I already wrote uh, in the last few minutes and hours on Telegram. And if you're not there, you're missing out real-time news around the clock from Israel and the Middle East and also from around the world. I was one of the first news outlets to even report on the assassination of the Japanese former prime minister um, because uh, I've, I've heard it in the middle of the night and uh, my time or very early morning, my time. And um, it was, I happened to hear it like a minute after it happened. But anyway, what I want you to know is that some very, very big news, big news in Syria, big news in the region, and of course, the visit of uh, Joe Biden, the President of the United States of America, tomorrow in Israel. Uh, we're going to see something very interesting. The lowest approval rating uh, ever in the history of the United States presidents ever since they started measuring those. Uh, this is a lame duck that is arriving in Israel, meeting with an interim prime minister, who is not going to be a prime minister probably a few months from now. So uh, this whole thing is very interesting, and we'll talk about it in a few seconds. But uh, just so you know, breaking news a few hours ago, the United States eliminated the leader of ISIS in Syria. When I say eliminated, I mean assassinated. I mean... Uh, he was killed. It's a U.S. drone strike in northwestern Syria that targeted that ISIS top leader, Maher al-Agal. Uh, no civilian casualties per CENCOM. A U.S. official says that al-Agar was killed in that strike, which means he's gone. Um, that's a big blow to the uh, uh, that terrorist organization. But they'll, of course, uh, come up with a new one within a few hours, and we'll know his name, his face, and everything. But just so you know, big news, as I said, United States drone assassinated, killed the leader of ISIS in Syria, uh, Maher al-Agal, uh, just uh, hours ago in northwestern Syria. Big news. Now, bigger news is that, and this is the theme of this update, bigger news um, is that the coalition of Ezekiel is being formed in, before very eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Russia, Turkey, and Iran's 
presidents are going to meet uh, in the very coming days. And in fact, next week, the Russian president is going to fly to Iran. And we know that uh, the, um, and I reported, of course, about the meeting between the three. Uh, there's an Arab source that I quoted in Iran that said a diplomatic source just confirmed to me that Putin, Erdogan, and Raisi will have a trilateral summit in Tehran next week. So the visit of uh, the visit of um, uh, Putin in Tehran will not only be with Raisi but will also be with Erdogan. This is big news because if you really think about it. There is nothing common to those three countries. They don't like each other. In fact, if they could push a button, each would want the other to be destroyed. But at this, at this point in history, they find common ground in light of the recent development in the Middle East, which is two. One, the United States president is arriving tomorrow to somewhat restore uh, the U.S. status here in the region, but he's uh, going to have some very bad um, surprise when he gets to Saudi Arabia, and I'll say a few words about it in a few seconds. But also, um, Russia, of course, is suffering uh, from you know sanctions and being alienated, uh, and therefore the Russian president is seeking new alliances that will help his economy and uh, will help punishing the Europeans, punishing the Americans, and rewarding anyone that is willing to do business with him. Yesterday was the phone call between Erdogan and Putin that paved the way for this meeting next week in Tehran. Um, basically, Putin wants Erdogan to allow the passage of Russian ships loaded with uh, cereals, loaded with wheat mostly, from the Black Sea all the way through the Straits, uh, uh, the Bosphorus and the Dardanelles, all the way into the Mediterranean and, of course, to the rest of the world. And uh, by doing so, helping uh, fighting this uh, crisis that we have right now with a shortage of, of wheat. Now, so... Again, big news, new alliances, old new alliances are being formed right now in light of what's going on. Russia provides almost 30% gas to Germany and the neighboring countries through Nord Stream 1. Remember, that's the main gas pipe from Russia to Europe, to Germany. And guess what? As of yesterday, Russia shut down the gas flow for what they call 10 days long maintenance. The Germans are extremely afraid that those 10 days will last longer than that, which will affect dramatically their industry and uh, their economy is really not doing well. Their inflation is not doing well, unemployment not doing well, but, but the industry is relying heavily on Russian gas and uh, Europe is dreading the coming winter. And uh, so we are watching some very, very, very interesting development. Russia wants to punish Germany, punish Europe for what Europe is doing to it. 
And um, the Russians don't mind that because when there is shortage of gas, the gas price goes up. And so they make money anyway. Uh, even if they sell less gas, they still make more from what they sell already. And so it's very, very interesting to see what is going on right now. Now, uh, I also want you to know, folks, that um, another hot topic, and I reported that yesterday a couple times on Telegram. And if you are not on Telegram, you really want to be. I reported that few times yesterday that um, we are having um, uh, we are having a new thing going on in the Middle East right now and that new thing is um, that Iran is supplying suicide drones to the Russians. You're probably asking yourself why should Iran of all things uh, supply drones to Russia? Well, First of all, let me tell you that, um, uh, you know, from what we know over the last few uh, uh, weeks, 25 Revolutionary Guards military cargo flights have been conducted to Russian airports, which have significantly exceeded their normal frequency before this um, war in Ukraine. So we're, we're watching. Now, we as Israelis were watching those cargo planes flying to Damascus. And when they unload their cargo, we go and attack. Obviously, we're not going to attack anything that goes to Moscow. But that's the problem of the rest of the world because Russia is not going to use those drones against Israel. That's too far. But it is going to use it in Ukraine. And it is definitely making a big difference there. So, folks, again, it's the... Um, U.S. Um, National Security Advisor Jack Sullivan that already said yesterday that uh, Washington has intelligence that basically Moscow is buying or getting those suicide drones from Iran. Israel knows about those 25 different uh, cargo flights in the you know over the. Uh, span of the last couple months, three months or so, which is much more than Iran is ever doing. And so we're watching, again, alliances that are based on interest related to the current situation in the Middle East. Iran, let's move now to Iran. Iran, and listen to me, folks, because it's important that you understand the world is not telling you the truth. The media is not telling you the truth. Iran already installed a few weeks ago the new IR-6 next generation centrifuges that are 10 times faster than the old ones. They began enriching uranium from 20 to 60 percent, which is, by the way, way beyond what they are allowed according to the um, comprehensive uh, uh deal that uh, was signed in 2015 we're talking about a um you know they are they were not allowed to 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 enrich uranium over four percent now they have enough of 60 percent that all they need is to s turn on the button and take what they have 60 percent and within a couple days they'll have the 90 percent which is enough for at least five bombs iran has enough 
enriched uranium and the way to enrich what it has already to 90 degrees, 90 percent, excuse me, um, enrichment. And there are no surveillance cameras that are turned on because there's no Iran deal yet. And they do whatever they stole, they take their time, they are dragging their feet with the, the negotiations about a new deal because they want to already have everything ready. So once there is a deal, the deal will only buy them immunity, but they'll already be what we call threshold country. Now, what's a threshold country? It's a country that is capable of nuclear weapons. It doesn't necessarily mean that they already have the bomb. This is where Iran is today. It has the means. It doesn't have the bomb yet. But, you know, nobody is supervising them. Nobody is using any surveillance cameras. Nobody is watching what they're doing. And they can easily work already on it. And all they need now is to put it on a warhead, attach it to some very sophisticated, precise missiles, and there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, Iran is running to the bomb. Nobody's doing anything about it. And now comes the visit of President Biden tomorrow to Israel. Literally two hours after he's landing, I'm taking off, thankfully. But uh, he's coming with the lowest approval rates in the history of United States presidents. We're talking about 30%, some even say 29%, 30% approval rate. Most Democrats don't even want to see him running again. That's how bad it is, okay? Um, and he's coming to a country that has, in Israel, we have interim government. Most likely this prime minister was only gonna be here for five, four months, five months won't be the prime minister after the elections of November 1st. And he's flying all the way to Saudi Arabia from here. He's very, very excited. They, they published artwork that shows the flight. They want to hint that there will be some normalization between Israel and Saudi Arabia that will be announced by the president. They want to announce that Israeli flights will be able to fly over Saudi airspace and direct flights from Israel to Mecca will be allowed to bring Israeli Arabs all the way. Um, so it's very, very interesting to see a very, very unpopular U.S. president landing in a country that is excited to see him, but of course he's not going to make any difference because the, the government he's going to meet and deal with and talk to is not going to be the government four months from now. And let me tell you another thing. He's flying all the way to Saudi Arabia where the Saudis are going to prepare for him what I call a very cold welcome. When President Trump flew to Saudi Arabia, the Saudis went out of their way to show him respect, honor, and dignity. And uh, this is not going to be the same reception President Biden is going to receive in the coming visit. It's the same president that during his debates and during his um, uh, cam campaign called Mohammed bin Salman a killer. 
a murderer and said to the world that he is never going to meet him nor shake One his moment. hand. And uh, Siri, I guess, is... Uh, and uh, it's very interesting because uh, that same President Biden is now flying to meet with Mohammed bin Salman. He will have to shake his... How can you come all the way to a kingdom without shaking the hand of its leaders? And he is going to have to swallow his ideology and pride and he will have to humble himself because Saudi Arabia is having 18% of world's oil reserves and Saudi Arabia can help America reduce prices of energy and gas if Saudi Arabia will increase production. President Biden wants to appear as a friend of the Saudis, but the Saudis will never forget his appearance on TV blaming the Saudi crown, crown prince as the killer, actual killer, of Adnan Hashukji, the, um, uh, the um, uh, Saudi journalist that was killed in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul years ago, most likely by the order of Mohammed bin Salman. Now, very interesting because uh, we have this situation going on. Uh, President Biden will not be anything close to President Trump when it comes to acknowledging Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and acknowledging the uh, Israeli settlements in Judea and Samaria as legal. He's most likely going to try and appease the Palestinians by saying some things that are not exactly sweet to the ears of the Israelis. Um, and, but we, we're going to see all of that happening there. But again, the big news of this update, folks, is this. One, the leader of ISIS in Syria was killed by the U.S. drone uh, a few hours ago in northwestern Syria. And two, the alliance of Ezekiel 38 is being formed before our very eyes next week. President Putin, President Raisi, and President Erdogan, the presidents of Turkey, Russia, Turkey, and, and Iran are going to meet in Tehran. Again, as I said, they don't like each other, but they need each other at this point. Now, I want to also tell you what the media will not tell you. Yes, Russia has a lot of losses in the war in the Ukraine, but Russia is progressing. Russia already holds a fifth of the territory of Ukraine. Russia has, has control over over 50% of the industrial and the, uh, part of the Ukraine. And Russia not only almost completed the takeover of the Donbass region, it is progressing all the way to create a situation where Ukraine will be disconnected also from the Black Sea, which is exactly what Putin wants to do. And so the, the you know Mikolaev and the city of Odessa are under fire uh, right now as well. There is a, gr a big Russian advance on the field. Russian artillery is killing hundreds of Ukrainian soldiers every single day. Now, I'm not on the side of the Russians at all. 
but I must report those things because the media is not doing that. And then every few days, they just remember to tell you that another city was taken by the Russians. But when you when I report that about this city or that city, they are saying nothing because they don't want to believe the, you know, those reports. Folks, uh, the Russian military is advancing towards main roads all the way to almost get to the Dnieper River and cut Ukraine into half. The Russian president declared yesterday that any Ukrainian that wants to become Russian will have a very fast track to become Russian citizen. Namely, all the territories that the Russians took in the last few weeks can easily become territories of now Russian citizens if those Ukrainians choose to become Russian. Look, it's hard to explain, but not only that Russian flags are are, are uh, hoisted there, but also we're talking about Russian ruble is now the currency in those places. And now they're telling the Ukrainians in those places that they can easily become Russian citizens if they only choose to be so. So the Russians are moving you know, faster and faster in Ukraine. And basically, they're, they're saying we're not going to stop. And anyone that is on our way to achieve our goals, uh, we are going to come against him. And uh, we are watching. The tension is growing. Now, of course, Europe and NATO, they will not go on to a war with Russia. They will not. They understand that Russia may have lost many soldiers, and yes, they are recruiting now some prisoners, even from some prisons. But the Russians have so much weapons and so much ammunition. They don't have maybe the best of the best, but they've got tons of what they have. And they, they just use it. And, uh, and uh, I'm just saying that because Ukraine is not the last war of the Russians. The Bible is very, very clear about this Ezekiel war that will come against Israel as well. And uh, we're watching. We're watching what is going on. The alliance now that is being formed has not is not only about Ukraine. It's about everything that is uh, related to Russia's situation. I mean, Russia doesn't need to have alliance with with Iran regarding Ukraine unless Iran is supplying Russia with weapons, unless they need the Turks to allow them passage through the Straits all to the Mediterranean, unless... So they need each other right now. They need each other right now. And uh, when the time comes, we're going to see them coming also against us. On the other hand, we see that the Saudis are willing to go forth with more and more normalization with Israel, putting them, putting Sheba and Dedan on the other side of those who are protesting the war against Israel in Ezekiel. So we're watching those verses coming alive before our very eyes, and this is quite amazing. So I want you to pay attention to all of these news. Again, I report tons of stuff on Telegram. Download Telegram and uh, follow me there. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can uh, give you a little video that will show you how to do that. Okay, watch this right now.
Join the Amir Sarfari and Behold Israel channel on Telegram. Here you will receive daily updates and audio messages from Amir. You can also take part in our community and reply with comments. Getting started is easy. Simply download Telegram from the App Store, then visit the Behold Israel Telegram channel in your browser. From there, click Preview Channel, then click Join. That's it. See you on Telegram. Yes. I don't know if you had a sound. I didn't have sound here, but I hope you did. But all I want to say is, guys, a lot of stuff is going on in the Middle East. And keep watching the news. Keep uh, getting updates from me on Telegram. Um, and uh, I'll update you more. Please keep me in prayer. Me and Pastor Barry and Pastor Mike, we're making our way starting from tomorrow all the way to South Africa. Uh, we're going to have two and a half weeks of intense ministry tour, speaking tour, 14 different places, uh, different uh, avenues, uh, different ministry opportunities along the way. And uh, we need to be safe in this uh, in South Africa, and we want to be healthy to be able to to do everything. And um, we're, we're expecting some great things that God is going to do, but we really need your prayers. So uh, again, thank you. God bless you. And allow me to conclude with the ironic blessing above all of you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you his shalom, his peace. That peace that can only come from the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Peace, can give you peace now and forever, here and everywhere. His name is Yeshua. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Follow me on Telegram and um, subscribe to our weekly newsletter um, by going to our website, beholdisrael.org. Thank you. God bless you. And shalom from.